I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. There you go. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks. Today is Tuesday, January the 16th in the year of our Lord 2024. This is Hour 2 of Episode 1002 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by our good friends over at LCC. If you missed our first hour, you missed a really fun hour. We got you caught up with all the local sports, hometown heroes, all that. Then we talked to our good friend Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com, and it was all from what the twenty-three minute all minute mark <laughs> to the end of the hour, all NFL talk, uh, and, I, and I'm even going to do it for the first thirty seconds here. I, I want to get your picks. We'll do that here in a moment, though. But coming up here in this hour, Richard uh, stays with us for a few more minutes, and then uh, we're going to have the prop queen herself, Ariel Epstein of Fanatic Sportsbook, MLB Network, and NBA TV, joining us here uh, live from New York City in uh, about five, uh, six, seven minutes or so. Before we do that, though, just real quick here, Rich, uh, Texans-Ravens, who you got? And don't I don't even care about point spreads, just who you got advancing, Texans-Ravens. Ravens. Uh, Packers-49ers. 49ers. Uh, then on Sunday, Buccaneers-Lions. I'll go with the Buccaneers just to make it interesting. Yeah, that would be the, that would be the kind of heartbreaker that would uh, that that could definitely happen. Chiefs Bills, which I think is the game of the weekend. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Excuse me, um, just because I I can't bet against Mahomes, but I think Buffalo might be the hottest team left right now. Yep, well, I so. think it's going to be a heck of a game. Okay, let's segue over to uh, the NBA, man, and a uh, great game. Yeah. Uh, you got to figure that uh, the NBA, which they've done this for many years now several years now that mlk day is a special day they put nationally televised games all over uh, your tv sets and then a snowstorm <laughs> delays the uh, the bills game and you know the numbers for that bills game are going to dwarf anything that the nba does so i mean i do i feel bad for the nba about that but uh, it is what it is what stood out there we've only got you here for a couple minutes here at the beginning of uh, the second hour uh, what stood out the most to you yesterday uh, with the MLK uh, NBA games, dude? How much things change in a week. Last week, you and I were talking about Brandon and the All-Star game. Have you seen what he's done since? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, know. I mean, how much things change in a week. And it's not just him. We're picking on him because he's from Kinston. Um, but everybody, it's kind of like that with everybody so far. It's one week you're like, this is the greatest team ever. And the next week they've lost four in a row. And you're like, oh, my goodness. So uh, it's it's just the nature of the beast right now. Um, and I keep saying it, but we're looking at the changes of the guard. Um, These young guys are about to take the league over. Well, you that was my first question was, I mean, after, uh, what, three – so well, he had actually had a single digit scoring game, which I can't even remember the last time Brandon only right. scored you know nine points in a game, and then eleven points yesterday. I mean, he it really has in the three games since you and I last talked, averaging what about ten points, eleven points a game. He's I, shooting thirty three percent in his last five. Uh, how much is that going to hurt? How missed, much is that going to hurt him for the All Star effort? If he but a nip it in the bud now, put it that way. Another week, and he's probably not going to make it. Another week of playing like this. Cause, and he missed a shot last night to tie it. That would have tied the game. So, it's not a great – not great right now. But, you know, shooting slumps are what they are. It's like a hitting slump in baseball. It is, absolutely. What else stood out to you uh, with the game yesterday uh, between 
Uh, I mean, all the games that took place yesterday. Well, um, most of the games yesterday, a lot it was a lot of travel involved, and particularly like the Pelicans. You know, I'm not going to put too much on them. Yeah, um, them and the Warriors had to travel into areas where it wasn't. You know, they had some weather delays and things of that nature. Um, defensively, the Pelicans didn't look great. You got to see Victor Wimbanyana play a little bit, and he gave you a little bit. I think what you're seeing again, though, is the changing of the guard. Celtics look good, though. Yeah, oh, the they Celtics, did. man, they're they're the best team out there right now. Wow! If they can stay healthy to the finish line, they're going to win the title. Their their top six is the best in the league. They probably need to make one move to solidify a wing, but other than that, they're the best team out there right now. They just know how to play. You know, it's it's interesting when you see it, um, and we've gotten to a point with the way guys play basketball, and not just in the NBA, it's in college too, you can see it, is that when guys play right, when you have a couple of guys on your team that play the right way, they make the right pass, they make the right rotation, it stands out now. You know what I mean? Um, because you don't see it as much as you used to. Guys just don't, you know, they'd rather step back and shoot a three than make the nice extra easy pass, you know. Uh, it's just what it is across the board, and you see it in high school all the way up. Now they heck you see in junior high. Well, so yeah, the exactly. Celtics just the point to that is the Celtics backcourt of Derek White and True Holiday they just play right. Well, they I mean, make the right plays, they make the right rotations, they're never out of position. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and that matters. That stuff matters. It just does. Well, the thing that has impressed me the most, and we knew Porzingis going from Washington to uh, Boston was going to be a pretty good deal. I thought that you know, in fact, I think they even mentioned he might be coming off the bench. Remember originally, I, either you said yeah. that or I read that somewhere that they thought he might. Dude, to me, he's been the biggest difference. I mean, absolutely, I, he absolutely. is just offensively, yes, absolutely. I, I love now, him. Offensively, he's changed their entire nature of what they do because um, not only can he shoot three, if he puts somebody smaller on him, which teams have tried to do, they've made a point to go straight to him in the post, and and he doesn't play around. He just turns and shoots. Yeah, and most of the time they follow him because. They're trying to guard him with six, five guys and things of that nature, and it's just not going to work. So, you know, it's going to end. And then I say that, you know, they do things right and you got to have it. Yes, you do. But this is the NBA, and at the end of the day, you got to have a stud, and they have one, and they probably have two half studs. But Tatum is a stud. Oh, dude, he's one of the top five players in the NBA. Yeah, uh, he's a stud. Yeah, he definitely is. Okay, well, very in good. NBA, in it, real quick, in the NBA, you have to have somebody that can go toe-to-toe with the other stars. You just have to. Yeah. Because that's what it's going to come to. That's why the Clippers right now, <laughs> they might win. They look like the best team in the West right now. God. And who would have thought that a month ago? We would not have said that a month ago and definitely at the beginning of the season. Rich, I definitely wouldn't. Hate to do this. We're up against it, man. No, no, no. Thank you for hanging out for us here in our second hour, dude. And uh, we'll talk to you next week here on uh, on the Brian Hanks Show. Have a good day. Thank you for having me. There you go. That's Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. <clears throat> really do appreciate him joining us here this morning on the show. Hey, let us, uh, as we're getting Ariel Epstein up here on the line with us, let us thank our good friends over at uh, Woodman Life. Uh, listen, I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for 15 years. I could not 
be happier with it. Listen, I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for specifically, Linda Hanks, she will be very well taken care of. The beauty of woman life, though, isn't just a peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every uh group organization church or government agency that needs one here in eastern north carolina thank you so much to danny rice jared edwards and woman life for sponsoring the brian hanks show if you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice call jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 highway 258 north in kinston now that's beside highland furniture and across from cell auto mall and uh, man i am so excited about our uh, next guest here uh, we have watched her, and I, I'm not trying to sound like your uncle or anything here, Ariel, but it's been so much fun just watching you grow up. I mean, you coming here to Kenston, or coming to Kenston, coming to Eastern North Carolina, getting your feet wet, really doing the great, awesome work that you did here uh, at WCTI, and then leaving here and just climbing your way up the ladder. And I swear to God, Ariel, it seems like every time that we talk to you, you've got another title in your uh, in your resume or another title title uh behind your name it's ariel epstein from uh what fanatic sports book uh mlb network nba tv and just all around great person good morning my friend good morning hank thank you so much for boosting my confidence so early (laughs) hey i don't need to you're doing it yourself like i said every time i turn around during baseball season you're all over mlb tv nba you're on nba tv all the great work you're doing for Fanatic Sportsbook, and it has been. I mean, if I was charting you on a chart, you know, you're uh, about midway, and it's like it's just going straight up. It's a, it's amazing, uh, your ascension. And the great part about it is it's always good when you see good people who work their asses off, or work, I'm sorry, who work their butts off to get to where they are, and nothing has been given to you, and you've worked to get everything you have, and that's the best part of watching your ascension. Well, thank you. And I've learned and had such great people who back me. And that's why I always love coming on your show. You can't forget who backed you from the beginning. There were so many moments in my first year and a half in Eastern North Carolina where so many people turned their backs on me. I was messing up on air. I couldn't remember local high school football players from all 45 schools. Like I was just blanking out on air. And you always stuck by me, even in those moments. So that's why every time I have the opportunity to see you in person, to be on your show, I'm just very grateful for all you've done for me. Well, I, hey, it's been my honor. And I've got to tell you, we love that you came down to our wedding uh, back on December 30th. And Linda has a message for you. She told me to tell you, hey, girl, hey. I don't know what it means, but she told me to tell you that, okay? It's always what we say to each other. Linda tells me this every time that she's with me. It's now just her slogan. I love it. Seriously, when I told her who was coming on the show, she goes, oh, make sure you tell her that I said, hey, girl, hey. And I'm like, well, what does that even mean? Always. And it's so funny because, hey, as much as you've known probably a lot of other people longer in your life than me, we've known each other since, let's say, 2016. Yep. So I've now watched you start this radio show where I remember coming on uh, a while back when it was like your first year doing it. (laughs) I remember you and Linda just starting to really like get serious. I just feel like I've been part of so many big moments that it's just, it's amazing to watch you grow 
and you inspire me to never stop growing. And that's, I think, really important for people to learn. Well, you're way too kind. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's like you said, you surround yourself with good people and it's awesome. But again, thank you so much for coming to the wedding. Uh, it was, you, you, you added a degree of class to it that, uh, that we really needed. That was awesome. Okay. <laughs> I was not sure what to wear at all. It was a very, I wasn't sure what a wedding at Lenore Community College attire was. Um, so I went on my end casual and I mean, listen, it's all about who fills the room. Hey, I just was trying to wear, I was like, you know what? It would not be me if I didn't show up with Brian North calling me bougie. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ariel Epstein from Fanatic Sportsbook, MLB Network, NBA TV. We have you on probably about every six months or so, which we love having you on. Give us a, before we get into and start talking some sports, give us a life update. What's going on with Ariel right now? So Fanatic Sportsbook has taken over where I was at Point Bet Sportsbook. It's going to be officially official in March, you know, all these legal and whatnot. Um, so that's going to be really exciting for people that don't know Fanatics. Fanatics is mostly a merchandise clothing brand. If you really were to buy any kind of jerseys from any sports teams, it's usually Fanatics branded. So they're actually jumping into sports betting. It's going to be a very new way of sports betting where you can invest in the sports book at Fanatics. And if you get any winnings, you could put that into buying yourself some Fanatics merchandise instead of just using it for cash. That's going to be a very new wave in the betting world. Um, and then NBA TV doing that all uh, NBA season. And MLB Network is going to start up in April. It's crazy. I'm already talking <laughs> to a bunch of my friends at, like, at MLB. They're planning their spring training trips. It's just it's like we're all trying to plan one last day together before everyone embarks on spring training so it's just wild that we're almost at that point where pitchers and catchers is going to start soon oh my god Dude, you know what and honest to god i hadn't even thought about this area which right today is january 16th as we're uh, doing the show right now what pitchers and catchers is it beginning of february mid-february i mean it really is mere Balance weeks away valentine's day is when it starts and you guys get college baseball starting too i mean it's just wild goodness gracious that is insane on the line with us right now ariel epstein from uh mlb network nba tv fanatic sportsbook uh just so many things i want to talk to you about and i you know i've got to start with hometown here up until the last week we just had richard clark on he's our nba guy that we talk to every week here on the show and he we've been kind of doing a uh, brandon ingram update you know every week and it really looked like as of even just a week ago ariel that i wouldn't say that he was a lock to make the nba star or nba all-star game but that he was definitely in the conversation he's had a pretty bad week he's only shot 33 percent over the last five games uh averaging only about 12 points a game over the past four or five games or so has he played himself out of an uh, all-star uh consideration or what what do you think you're outside our bubble richard and i we're here in enc of course we're fans and everything you're outside the bubble you get to a good overview of the entire thing uh, where do you see brandon ingram right now brandon ingram's super consistent it wouldn't surprise me if he did did get in um from a national scale and again i feel i, I mean i just spoke to donald i know it was that i know it was donald's birthday this week so happy birthday donald ingram <laughs> um but i on a national scale you know it's very hard for brandon because he's on a team with zion williamson and cj mccollum who are 
two other players that make a ton of headlines. I mean, CJ McCollum, the thing with Brandon, Brandon can go off for a consistent 20 to 25 points every night. CJ McCollum, when he goes off for 35, the world goes crazy. When Zion has a really cool dunk or a block, people go crazy. Brandon was just so fitting to his personality. Not a very flashy person. He's more on the quiet side when I've met him the few times I have. And that's exactly how he plays, like almost silent but deadly. So would it surprise me that he makes the all-star game because he's so consistent? And that's the hardest part of betting the Pelicans is that you just never know which of the big three are going to go off on any given night. And Brandon's uh, props are always spot on, like that 23 to 24 and a half range. Every game, that's his prop. <laughs> so it's very difficult for me because I'm always like, damn it, it's so close. Um, but yeah, I think Brandon's consistency could definitely give him a shot at making the All-Star game. Let me ask you this. As someone, and I, it didn't even occur to me until you were just talking about, you know, the, the times that you've met Brandon. And uh, Now, you've seen these players on more of a micro level than some of the people that you work with because, I mean, you remember Bam Adebayo in, uh, in high school. You remember some of these guys that played high school, even baseball and uh, at ECU that played that, you know, these players you got to know. How does that shade, or does it shade when you're putting together your props? Of course, you're the prop queen. When you're, you're thinking about these props, does it shade it at all? Or how do you turn that switch off of, hey, I personally know Brandon Ingram. I personally know all these players. How, how do you turn that switch off to just be the 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 very uh, neutral observer of, uh, of these players? I really try to just trust my numbers. I do a lot of handicapping with strictly just numbers. Then I try – baseball's a little bit – baseball and basketball are a little bit easier because – Football, there's a lot more of a game script that you have to consider aside for numbers. When it comes to baseball and basketball, I really just try to make my own numbers, compare them to the line, which is why with Brandon Ingram and the rest of the Pelicans, it's very difficult because you get Brandon who could have seven rebounds in a night, Zion that could have nine in a night. Um, their center could have another 12 rebounds being Jonas Valanciunas. So when it comes to rebounds, and then I told you Brandon Ingram's points are always spot on in that like 22, 23 and a half range. I really just try to use my numbers there. Um, I did have a few instances, honestly, this year where ECU baseball's former pitcher Gavin Williams got called up to the big league for the Cleveland Guardians. At first, I mean, I never would bet a pitcher on their MLB debut. That I don't bet players in their debuts at the pro level ever. Obviously, it's a hard transition for anyone to make. After a couple of starts, there was a really good matchup for Gavin Williams for strikeouts. And I know that Gavin is a huge strikeout pitcher. So there was a really good matchup. He was facing one of the highest carry teams in the league. I said, all right, he's got like two starts under his belt. I'm going to go bet his over. Because I know Gavin's mindset, he's going to be a fighter. He's not going to like get into his own head, and he didn't get the over. And I was in that moment. I said, "Okay, this is me, just trying too hard, knowing someone's personality, knowing the kind of player that they are." That was me overthinking it. Don't overthink it. You don't like betting on younger players. Don't do it. So those moments do happen. I just try to talk myself out of. Okay, Brandon Ingram really hard because he's so consistent that the books are pretty spot on with him. Um, but when there's those moments where you can get that edge in the numbers, 
then that's when I'll really consider it. But I really do, whether it's players who I know personally or whether it's my own teams like the Ravens and the Yankees, I try my best to almost just stay away unless it's like, uh, like I can't consider any, like unless it's like an absolute slam dunk, I try to stay away. I love it. That voice you listen to, Ariel Epstein uh, from MLB TV, uh, NBA uh, TV also. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to ask you this question because it's almost like talking to a chef who you know makes a delicious meal and you ask him, hey, how did you do that? How did you, you put this together? But I kind of do, if you could just give us the overall look at it, uh, Ariel, how do you, when you, you know, I've asked you this before about your daily uh, routine. I'm not going to get into all that, but I do want to ask you, let's even just, uh, hold on, let me pull up uh, the NBA schedule for today. As uh, I've got it here in front. There's only three games today. Denver, Philadelphia, Sacramento at Phoenix, and then Oklahoma City at the Clippers. At what point do you go, okay, I need, you know, you're the prop queen. I want to come up with some props. How, how, how does that process begin for you? How does it continue for you, Ariel? On the end, every sport's different. The NBA today is a nightmare for me. When I see three games, <laughs> I just want to crawl into a ball and cry because I have to. It's my job. I have to come up with some edge. But I know that on a three-game slate with two of the three games involving teams that have are on a second leg of a back-to-back that I am just asking for problems. So I'll keep the bets to probably two to three today. However... Um, usually if I have a big NBA slate, the way that I start, because I don't have all the time in the world, I try to narrow it down by eliminating any game that involves a back-to-back. Back-to-backs are super hard to figure out if players are playing, how hard they're playing, how long they're playing, especially so early, essentially, into the season. We're not even at the all-star break yet. Once I eliminate the back-to-back, I start looking at teams that are top five, bottom five defensively, whether it's points allowed, rebounds allowed, threes allowed. Then I start narrowing it down to, okay, if I'm up against the bottom 10 defense in the last few games, which position has excelled against this team the most? That's when I narrow down, okay, the centers are getting 12 rebounds a game in the last five against the Bucks. Then I'll look at the center. Um, so I really look at it that way. I know I started looking at today's slate a little bit. Grayson Allen, former Dukey, he stands out to me because he's facing a team uh, that has really struggled in the last five games in perimeter defense. So with Phoenix today, um, I was looking at Grayson Allen possibly over threes. It's just looking at what the defenses have struggled with lately and finding the player on the other side that can expose that. I love it. I, again, like I said, I, I didn't want to like go too micro and have you lift the the lid to the pot of uh, you know what I'm saying of, okay. of, of the of, okay. of the stew you, that you're putting I'll, together. Go ahead. I'll do it for you. Uh, you're the best. You're absolutely the best. Tell you what, I've got to pay a bill here. We have, before you get off the line here, we're definitely getting ready to talk about your Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I want to thank our good friends over at UNC Lenore Healthcare. They are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care 
for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, right here in Kenston, for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of our big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right back into it. It's Ariel Epstein, the prop queen herself. And yes, I know your specialties are uh, Major League Baseball. Of course, the NBA, which you're doing so well, and uh, with uh, Fanatics coming up too. But your heart, your soul, uh, if you know Ariel Epstein, you know she's a Yankees fan, of course. But, man, you love your Baltimore Ravens, too. Uh, it's been it's been a fun season for you, hasn't it? It's been a lot of fun. It started out rocky, you know, not being able to finish games in the second half. Uh, however, they have pulled it together. The Ravens are super exciting. I'm actually going to be in Vegas for Super Bowl week. What? Uh-huh. I'm going for work. <laughs> I, it was planned a couple of months ago. I have a great friend. His name's John Murray. He runs the Superbook at the Westgate. He is an absolute, like, a great, he's just, like, such a great guy. He got me hooked up there. He said, Ariel, just get the flight. Your room is covered by us. So that was really sweet of him. I didn't expect at that point in time to be so hopeful that, oh, my gosh, is this actually going to happen where I'm in Vegas for work and it just so <laughs> happens that the person finds me there? That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but they've really, it's been an exciting season and it would be terrible for it to end in the divisional round. I at least want them to make the AFC championship team. I need Lamar Jackson to finally get his playoff win under his belt where then it would be, you know, okay, can Lamar, who finally got his money, he decided to be loyal to his team. Is it time for him to finally take that next step and prove that he's in the conversation with quarterbacks like a Patrick Mahomes? And I think that, like, I think that's going to be huge for him. And this Ravens defense, when they're on, they're on. They finally got the rest that they needed. There were a lot of injuries, so they had about two and a half weeks off. The Ravens defense, since they acquired Roquan Smith, has been night and day a few years ago their most experienced linebacker was Patrick Queen who I absolutely love however he was young he was just drafted out of LSU a few years ago they didn't have that veteran leadership when they got Roquan Smith to change the team it made the Ravens a Super Bowl contender even just that then they go and draft out of Boston College wide receivers they flowers who also was finally I mean it's a little Ozzie Newsom is a Hall of Fame general manager. The best general manager of my lifetime is the Ravens' former GM, Ozzie Newsom. I love him. The only issue, which everyone has their flaws, he couldn't draft a wide receiver. Yeah. Finally, Archie Pasta takes over. They finally draft a wide receiver. So now the Ravens have Zay Flowers. They allowed Odell Beckham Jr., who can't play for more than a half anymore. He at least could come up with a couple of big plays in a game. Mark Andrews gets activated. He might be back for the Super Bowl, which would be insane. So I'm really excited about the Ravens. I unfortunately have a wedding this weekend oh, for no. my friend. Um, it's on Sunday. I have to watch second half of the 
Ravens divisional game with the Houston Texans. I have to watch the second half at the rehearsal dinner. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be not well, but at least it's on Saturday. And then if the Ravens do win, I'll go to Baltimore next weekend. That is awesome. I got to ask you this again, as someone who's invested as much as you are into the Ravens, how stressed were you in this offseason? Because you know, I live in a household with a couple of uh, Ravens fans, with Scott and with uh, Paul, just huge, huge, oh, huge yeah. Ravens fan. You know, Paul's tagged you a couple of times on Twitter with you know his uh, newborn son uh, and all his Ravens gear too. How stressed were you, Ariel, with the whole uh, Lamar Jackson saga in the offseason, where it looked like it might be possible that he might leave the team? You know, I wasn't as stressed as people thought okay. that I would be because in my mind, you want your franchise quarterback to want to be there. The second that he doesn't want to be there and he wants out, then I start to wonder, why do I want to fight? So, I listen, obviously you want to fight for your quarterback to stay because he's made the Ravens so much fun to watch and it's, you can't replicate what Lamar Jackson can do. But the last thing that I want to do is cheer for somebody that doesn't want to be there. So in my mind, I looked at it. If Lamar Jackson doesn't want to be in Baltimore, if he's not happy in Baltimore, if the Ravens don't offer him what he wants and he's going to not be happy, that's no way to set the tone for an organization. The Ravens have prided themselves for so many years on being an organization that players love to play for. They say that the ownership, the leadership, just everything is really good chemistry and really good, um, like, just John Harbaugh and their ownership. Like, they're just so good at getting everyone to love playing for the organization, which is why you see Ray Lewis still is there every home game. Jonathan Ogden's there every home game. Players I've spoken to say it's the best organization they've ever played for. So when you have that as your organizational and your franchise dynamic then why have someone there that doesn't want to be? So I wasn't as worried because I figured in the end, if they can make him happy to be there, then he'll be happy to be there. And if he wasn't going to be made happy to be there, then he'd go elsewhere. Well, that is awesome. I got, before I let you go, I've got to put a quarter in the, uh, the MLB machine. <clears throat> and this, I, I've got to ask you this question to make our mutual friend, uh, Mr. Greg Clemens happy too, Ariel. But uh, your Yankees, uh, what are you anticipating for them this year? First, uh, give me a little uh, quick Yankees thoughts, and then uh, uh, who do you see being the uh, tops in Major League Baseball this year? Hi, Greg Clemens. Uh, <laughs> I love him on social media. Um, I am excited about the Yankees. I'm hoping the Yankees can get maybe one more pitcher, whether that be a reliever or another starter like a Blake Snell who's still out there in the market. I'm okay with them getting Marcus Stroman. I know that there's a lot of issues surrounding him and his uses of social media. Sometimes he could be a little bit too um, animated. However, <laughs> Stroman at least plays with a lot of passion. He's a consistent, he usually has a consistent ERA around a three, which I'll take for a number three pitcher. He was even, he had a sub two ERA for the whole first half last year in, in the Cy Young conversation. So if Stroman could give me a solid three ERA for the season, I'm good with that. Obviously, the Yankees getting Juan Soto was absolutely ginormous. They needed a lefty bat. They got it. He's going to thrive with the short porch. Yankee fans are going to be so excited for him coming to the plate. The Yankees need to go on a really big run so that they can make Soto realize how cool New York is so that he stays there because he's a rental right now. I get it. 
if there's anyone that has a better relationship with the Yankees, it's the it, it's Scott Boris, and that's who represents Juan Soto. So I'm hoping that the Yankees keep him. Do I think that this Yankees team is a World Series team? The Yankees need one more starting pitcher. I don't trust Carlos Rodon. I don't trust Nestor Cortez. I trust, obviously, Garrett Cole won the Cy Young. Uh, everyone's just a little too inconsistent for me, so I'm really hoping that the Yankees could get one more pitcher or at least one more long man. It could be a long man or a setup man that's reliable out of the bullpen, and then maybe they're a World Series team. But I think the AL is really wide open this year. I really do. Obviously, the NL is going to probably come down to the Dodgers and the Braves, but the AL, I, the Astros aren't the same as they once were. Um, so I really do think that there's going to be a surprise team this season in the AL, and I'm not talking about the Orioles. I already made my money on them. So um, <laughs> there's going to be another team this year in the AL. Just watch. Very good. Listen, Ariel Epstein, uh, MLB Network, NBA TV, Fanatic Sportsbook. You know, I, 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 I don't even know how to – I love you. I guess that's what I want to say. Thank you so much. For again, for uh, coming uh, to our wedding, uh, for just doing everything that you do. Thank you for coming on the show today. You're an amazing, amazing personality, and it's so fun sitting here and just uh, watching you rise in the sports world. I can't wait because I know the next time I talk to you, if it's a month, two months, four months, six months, whatever, on the show here, you're going to have another title behind your name. I can't wait to see what it's going to be, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Hanks. I appreciate it. It's always good talking to you. and. I can't wait for the next time I'm on. I can't either. Hey, Ariel, thank you so much, okay? Of course. Have a great day. You too. That's Ariel Epstein of uh, MOB Network, NBA TV, everything that she's got going on. Let's get John and Jonathan in here to play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up uh, this Tuesday, January 16th edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. Today is Tuesday, January the 16th in the year of our Lord 2024. Time to play the birthday game. Jonathan Massey. Yes, I should be talking to John Dawson first, but you allowed him over here to have his second perfect get game of 2024 yesterday. Dude, he only leads three days to two, which is what's going to end up happening here. You're going to end up winning with him. He's ahead 17 to 8 in birthdays, but two perfect days will do that. Well, do you not have your vibe so far this year in 2024? He lost his mojo. His mojo. Hey, that was a pretty good Austin Powers there, right? Yeah, it's mine Powers. was. <laughs> and it was Dr. Evil. Yeah. Oh. He lost his mojo. Now Russell. you sound like Grandpa Jones from <laughs> the Hee Haw. <laughs> What's for supper? Did I not sound like also, or, uh, Dr. Dr. Evil? If you I, be the independent source here. If I close my eyes and think really hard, no. <laughs> <laughs> Doggone it. So, what's wrong with you so far this month over there, dude? You know, I, I've decided that, uh, and not a New Year's resolution or anything, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be a little more, a little more giving, a little more patient. Oh, geez. and uh, you know, I got a call from Make a Wish. John has just been dying <laughs> to win the birthday game more often. So you know, I just, I figured I'd, I'd sandbag a little bit. I got oh, a yeah. question for you. Okay, I want to hear when this you, question. When you're, uh, has nothing to do. This is, you know, all fluff. When we're, <laughs> when you're out in in the world. Okay. Dealing with people like at a store, business situation, someone's working at your house, whatever. Constantly want to kill them, yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. Uh, when the guy ref when the guy hands you a receipt or you ask a question, they say, uh, 
Uh, you got it, boss man. Now, when, are they being sarcastic when they say, hey, boss man? It depends. Okay, because I'm, I'm sensing a little sarcasm. It depends on the person. It depends on the situation. Like, I know people that, uh, and I'm not going to mention any names, but they know who they are who will say boss man. And I think they're being, like you said, a little sarcastic. But then <coughs> I've known, I used to call Patrick boss man all the time. I wasn't being sarcastic. Well, you were just being jovial, I think, yeah, or jocular. Yeah. But, I mean, when some people say it. Jovial and jocular. Well, that's the first interruption of the day. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I've got when people say it to me, I, I'll say back like, uh, "You know it, big cheese, or you got it there, uh, you know, big man." Just to try to be sarcastic back. Well, they, what gets me? Okay, boss man. I like boss man. I think that's pretty cool. In fact, I would like. I would prefer it if you two start referring to me as boss man. But, okay? but the question is, but the question is, God knows, I know I'm asking for a, a straight answer out of you two. But do you generally think people are being smart alecky when they're doing no, that? No, I don't. Not in the South. I really don't. I would say generally. No. Well, first yeah. of all, Wells Gullage calls Brian Stud all the time, and we know he's being sarcastic. <laughs> Talk about um, make a wish. <laughs> wow. But anybody who's seen Cool Hand Luke when he said yes, boss, I mean that's that's where I'm getting it from. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm going to say no, just because I have to like, and on a given workday for me, I have to talk to so many different people. Mm-hmm. I get tired of saying the same thing over and over, like. Have a good day, sir. Yes, ma'am. You have a good one. I get tired of saying stuff like that, so I'll just come up with other crap to say. Have a good one, chief. Well, I don't go that far, but yeah, yeah, I think. Dude, buddy, uh, broski. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Not broski, but yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) have a good one, bud. I'll say, like, you know, stuff like that. Maybe I'm just being paranoid, but I swear it seems like there's a little sarcasm in there. I think there is in there. Now, the one I don't like, and I listen, I'm a little little sensitive about my weight sometimes. (laughs) I'm around, as of of this, or even worse, little dude, or something like that. I've been called little guy. How about when somebody calls you, hey, Big John, and the guy that calls you that weighs 7,000 pounds? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm a little sensitive. As of this morning, I've crept back up above 230. I've gotten down into the 223, 224 window, and 230, man, nothing. Make I, there's nothing ruins my mood for a day, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. I mean this. Then stepping on the scale and being seven or eight more pounds. Can I tell you what I think Linda's doing? And I okay, I'm only fifteen percent joking here. I think that 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 little uh, lady trumpet strumpet uh, is, is going in there and pushing and i've actually asked her if she's doing this if she because i didn't really i you know it was my birthday weekend so i had a couple of good meals and all that that little strumpet's going in there putting the scale up a few pounds so when i get on it it ruins my whole day i really think she's doing that john dawson and john's man i'm not even joking look at my face do i look like i'm joking i think she does that just to mess with me and then she'll put it back down to where it's supposed to be and i will have eaten like a pig for two days and i'm like 228. I should be like, you know, 235 or something. Over to you, Massey. <laughs> Over to you, Massey. I think because <coughs> because I know she prepares most of the meals in this house, I think she's putting like a- extra butter and salt and stuff in your food. Yeah. Well, you were the one that accused her of microdosing. Uh, that was John. Oh, that was John. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, so is she microdosing salt? Is she microdosing uh, real butter? Well, you got to have some flavor to cover up the arsenic. That'd be my my theory. <laughs> but anyway, this segment is sponsored by. <laughs> it, it is, but uh, no. I just I, again, don't. Here's my problem, and I love this is a great subject, mm-hmm. dude. 
if I don't know somebody's name, and I'm, this is going to hurt people's feelings if they're listening to this right now, if I don't know your name, most of the time I'll call you dude, okay? I just say sir or ma'am. I mean, that's, well, that's you're much a, more polite than I am. Well, yeah, that's a given, but that's just a classic <laughs> that we're, it's an evergreen. It is an evergreen. Yes, but sir, what how it, can I help you? But what if it's someone who's 34 years old, who's markedly I don't, I don't, younger than you are? You call them sir or ma'am? I don't mind. If they're, if they're respectful now, if they come up, you know, acting like, you know, they uh, owe me, I owe them a living, then no. Okay. Okay. What about you? I, generally, I just stick with the sir or ma'am. But You're still young, though, so, yeah. Relatively, yeah, but um, but in my line of work, I see their name in front of me on the on the computer screen, so I can just hit them with the Mr. Janowski. How can I help you today? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Dawson, Miss Hanks. You know, I can hit them with that. <laughs> Thinks he's funny, doesn't he? No, there, there's a Miss Hanks that lives here now. There is. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to be inclusive of both genders. Oh, that you identify awesome. us. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he gets another one. <laughs> and he coughed over it. Should I give him another one? Yeah, no, that's fine. There you go. Okay. This segment of the show is the birthday game. You almost hit her in the head with a hockey Not stick. Not even there. within a foot. Please stop, <laughs> keep going. Uh, this is uh, brought to you by GoEco Technology Service Provider. <laughs> Both of you. That's I, I, I let I can allow him not allow. I can understand him doing it because that's how he's built. Jonathan, you're <laughs> You're a nice guy. Yeah, but when I find out something what? bothers you, yeah, I just like to. Okay. Before we even continue, clean your glasses. I can see the reflection of your glasses through the window right there. And, dude, it looks like someone. Oh, it's probably because. You're when now getting... distracted by the film on someone's glasses. <laughs> when I was getting. Uh... What? Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm sorry. I, I'm being rude. You're now distracted by. <laughs> fingerprints on someone else's glasses i could see them so clearly on his glasses it it bought look look at uh, wait till he puts them back on he's going to feel like he's looking at hd tv this segment's going to get cut short on the air because of your glasses being dirty you realize that isn't that better well it's because on my way over here i sneezed about 10 times <laughs> and you, you know when you sneeze a little bit that that eye spray comes out you know what i'm, you know what I'm talking about you wear glasses i do, I do. but don't they look much better now? Doesn't the world look like a much better place yeah, now? Yeah, give it five minutes before I sneeze again. There you go. Okay, GoEco Technology Service Provider. You won yesterday, John Dawson. Uh, look to your Did right. Did we say what GoEco does? Yeah, we haven't yet. That's what. But look down to your right. There's Elvis. He is. The, I Get thought, out of here. I thought I, you will. You'll scare him off. I thought I had both the cats in the in the bedroom. There. All right, but here we go. GoEco Technology Service Provider is the title sponsor of Ye Old Birthday Game every day, and you won yesterday five to nothing. Yes. So you get to tell us about Jacques Passeleg and GoEco. Well, Jacques Passeleg, he's on the ball, and if he had people coming over to his house who were allergic to cats, he would put those cats into freezer where they should be but anyway uh if you need some uh technology provided or some service provided you go see Jacques he'll take your business your coup your um underworld organization to the next level back to you Brian I like it and if you have any <coughs> a cough <coughs> he can handle your cough too and if you have any of those situations, Jonathan Massey, and you want to get a hold of Jacques Passelig, how would one do that? Yeah, you pick up your old telephone and you dial 252-256-286-53-53-54. Or you can visit his websites. 
at GoEcoNC.com. What is GoEco.com or Bucklesberry.com? Indeed you would. Indeed you would. Man, I'm trying to remember if we did this birthday last year because I I love this artist. He's a musician. I don't think we did it then if you're not immediately recognizing it. This song came out in 1974, 50 years ago. Said you want to walk me home from school. Well, I said... I remember we did it because I thought I got it. Okay. I don't remember who it is. Jim Stafford. I got it last year because when I said Jim Stafford, you couldn't believe it, but you played a different song last year. I think I did. Well, I try to to mix it up. This is uh, Spiders and Snakes. He was kind of a... Wasn't comedy, but the songs were usually pretty funny. Yeah. This is good. Hold on. Here's the chorus. Do you remember this song, Jonathan? Hold on. Here you go. I got silly and found a frog in the water by a hollow log and I shook it at her and I said, this frog's for you. <laughs> she, she said, I don't like spiders and snakes and that ain't what it takes to love me. Okay. Yes. Remember that song, Spiders yes. and Snakes, Jim Stafford. Uh, because of, I was five years old when this came out, I think I remember this being played in my, hold on, because I want to be loved by you. Like I want to be loved by you. Yes. There you go. Uh, spiders and Snakes. i tell you what, uh, give me 20 seconds. Y'all listen to this while I let Elvis into the bedroom so he won't be coming in here, okay? So uh, talk amongst yourselves. So, at work the other day, somebody yes. came in with a dog. Yes. Now, why somebody would come into a Bank. financial institution yeah. with a dog beyond me? And I looked at the person working beside me. I said, if it's not a service animal, just because you can bring a dog somewhere doesn't mean you need to bring a dog somewhere. And they're like, well, it's not hurting anybody. Not five seconds later, somebody walks past the dog and it loses its mind barking and snipping at them. Uh-huh. And I looked at her and I went, So See? did the person take the dog out or just stand there and let nope. it yip? Nope. They kept moving in different parts of the building to keep it away from people. The first place they moved was right by the front door. Well, a few weeks ago, I wrote about a, someone took two dogs into a grocery store. Yeah, we've talked about it here on the show. And until these, these store managers um, wear some hair on their knuckles, gonna have to, these people are going to take over the world. I know. I, so I put in, because people were asking, where's the dog, you know, in our branch chat. And I finally said, look, if we, kept, if we keep letting people bring dogs in here, I'm bringing sued. my snakes to work. <laughs> <laughs> They're quieter. They are definitely quieter. Okay, thanks for letting me do that. And Elvis is now safely in, in the, the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> no, in the bedroom. Uh, Jim Stafford, you get to go first, John Dawson. You had the perfect game yesterday. Uh, 83. You say 83. Jonathan Massey, you knew that. you remember that song from last year? I'm in trouble. 84. Uh, he was born January the 16th in the year of the Lord, 1944. So he is 80 years old today. That, my math is right, right? I just want to make 2024. Minus it's right. Eight, he's 80 years old today. And guess what, John Dawson? You again. <sighs> you continue your perfect your perfect uh, week here so far. You were 5-0 and yesterday on Monday. Mm. Here on Tuesday, January the 16th, you are uh, already up one to nothing. We have another musician here. 
I can't remember if we did her last year. Uh, oh, yeah. God, that's such a great song. Okay. Oh, Sade. Smooth Operator. Year? 1984. <laughs> God. Dude, you're insane. I have that album. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Sade. Come on. Dance for us, Jonathan. That's a group that class, and it is a group, by the way. Yeah, you're right. It is. But they classed up the top 40 for a while there. And uh, tell them about the lead singer, uh, Helen. She's born Helen Fala Sade Adu, but we know her better as Sade. But you're right. It was a band, though. But uh, Still is. Yeah. Oh, they're still together. Yes. Would you like to dance to this, Jonathan? I'm not feeling this one. Really? There's nothing wrong with the song, but it's just not. <laughs> John's going to dance for us. I think part of it is I'm just tired. <laughs> nah. Uh, did you see? Yeah. Put that away. <laughs> and okay. the phone, too. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Sade, are you familiar with Sade? You, surely you're familiar with him. <clears throat> not really, no. Other than the show. Remember Sinbad was hosting SNL one week, and she was the musical guest. And he ended his monologue with... We got a great show, and Sade is fine. <laughs> got a standing ovation. And guess what? He was right. He was right. Yeah. Okay, here's the chorus. I just want to see if he knows this. Hold on. Apparently not. <laughs> you don't. You don't know it. Well, you get to guess then. How cool is that? Uh, how old today is Sade? So this came out 40 years ago. Here, I can show. I don't. There's not a date on there. Yeah. That's yeah. Sixty-eight. You say sixty-eight. What do you say, John Dawson? Sixty-seven. You are closer. To, hey, this is January sixteenth. Haven't used the one yet this month. <laughs> He's stretching out here. You gotta give Jonathan a hero. How you want to turn that down? You gotta give Jonathan Massey credit. He had no idea. I <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Very good. Hey, she was born January 16, 1959, so she's 65 today. Uh-huh. But, dude, you were only three years off for somebody you had no idea about, dude. Hey. Well, we they told him what year it was. Well, yeah. But, so she's uh, at least 40. <laughs> <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> yeah, she, she would was, be 40 years old singing from the womb, right? She was an embryo, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, you lead two to that's nothing. That's half of the top ten now. So, so they, they, There's truth to that, for that's for sure. Okay, I know you guys are going to be disappointed. It's the last musical hand of the day. Oh, oh. butterscotch. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. They were actually nice. I, they were. It's Jim Stafford. Yeah. He's cool shot, eh? There you go. Okay, uh, you're up two to nothing. You've still got the perfect week going here, John Dawson. Mm. Uh, race car driver. I don't know any other way. He's a, a race car driver all of us are familiar with. Did mostly IndyCar, but he did do a couple. He did do a few uh, NASCAR races. A.J. Foyt. A.J. Foyt. You're definitely familiar with the name, right? I mean, you may not be familiar with his body of work, but you've heard of A.J. Foyt. I just Foyt know he was before. a NASCAR driver. That's yep. all I know. A.J. Foyt. How old is he today? 82. You say 82. Jonathan Massey, A.J. Foyt. Are you familiar with his body of work? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, we've been 0 for 3 with you here today, dude. 81. You said? 82. Uh, he was born January the 16th in year of award, 19 and 35. So he is 89 today. Do you know what that means, Jonathan Massey? 
sound the alarm. Here we go again. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Sound it. Yeah, yeah. John Dawson, you're three to nothing. That was a sarcastic crank. That was. Did you see? I think even uh, his eyes kind of, you know. Oh, God. This yeah. again. There you go, dude. <laughs> You lead three to nothing, man. This man. is awesome. Is this going to be the year of Dawson in the birthday game? Uh, too early to tell. Yeah, it is too early to tell, but I'm very impressed, man. Okay, next up, he's got no chance on this one, though. He played uh, quarterback, led the Baltimore Ravens to the Super Bowl, and won a Super Bowl, uh, I don't know, 11, 12 years ago. Got uh, Ended up being released by them. He ended up playing for the New York Jets, whose hat I am now wearing. And then, <laughs> look, at, look at John. And then, this year, came off his couch. Literally came off his couch, played for the Cleveland Browns, took them to the playoffs this year when nobody thought they were going to. It's that bum Joe Flacco. <laughs> You're saying that because you know Scott and Paul are both big uh, Ravens fans. Were you shocked this past weekend that – that well first that the cowboys lost i know that broke your heart (laughs) oddly enough no at 424 before that game started my my uncle is a big uh, my aunt's husband is a big uh my aunt connie's husband you met her yeah big cowboys fan she texted me she she said do you think the cowboys are going to the super bowl i said no i think they probably they got a really good chance at losing tonight no you didn't yep I pulled you're it like up. Oh, dude I, you don't have to do that i believe you but i'm just saying you were probably one of the few people on this planet although you heard richard clark earlier on today's show here on tuesday january the 16th john dawson he was the one he predicted now i don't know if he was doing it to try to reverse jinx his cowboys but he picked uh the cowboys to lose last week on this very show I don't, I don't know what it is about the Cowboys and the playoffs, but they do not get along. Playoffs? They do not. <laughs> playoffs? Have you seen that new commercial? Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart's got what is the the thing? Pandora or whatever the what some commercial, but he gets Jim Mora on there, and he's talking about uh, something, and he gets on a goal playoffs, which mm. is I've been listening to Bill Burr's podcast again, so it's in my head. <laughs> okay, well there you go. Well, uh, Joe Flacco, Jonathan Massey. You're down three to nothing. If you're going to stop this perfect game, this would be the perfect place to do it. How old today is Joe Flacco, who is back home on his couch? 35. You say 35, and before you guess, let me say this. You did an air high five, and in all sincerity, you did a great job drafting our uh, – Except for Jaden Reed. Yeah, dude, whatever, man. You're going to lay an egg once in a while, but dude, the rest of them. You finish your sentence. <laughs> He did a great job drafting our fantasy team in David Grimes' uh, Walrus uh, Fantasy League. Yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna draft C.J. Stroud, but I wanted to get Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. I should have drafted C.J. Stroud because we got stuck with Mason Rudolph. Yeah, uh, well, he played yesterday and had an all right game yesterday, but it didn't matter because we went on and won, you know, our uh, our, our our playoff game. And uh, because of all the results from, uh, you know, yesterday, Monday afternoon and Monday night's game, John Dawson. So uh, I'm speaking into existence, (laughs) Jonathan Massey. But uh, he said 35 years old for Joe Flacco. What do you say, John Dawson? Oh, we're doing the birthday game again (laughs) Yes, we are. We're back to the birthday game. 36. He was born January 16, 1985. He's 39 today, Jonathan Massey. I really didn't think he was that old. I couldn't remember what year he got drafted. How about that, though? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sound the alarm again. Crank it. <laughs> he does not look happy about it, does he? That's the most uh, you know, half-hearted <laughs> cranking I've ever seen. 
<laughs> Very uninspired is what I would say. Does he look inspired? <laughs> no, no. Okay, here we go for the last one. You're going for your third perfect game here in January. It would be your 16th overall. It's a dead person, and uh, this is where I thought you would get the uh, Joe Flacco. He's going to get this one. He's a, it's a dead person. He, you're almost guaranteed to get this because he's one of your favorite comedians, one of your favorite writers from SNL. He used to do TV's Fun House, Saturday Fun House, or whatever it was. Get, let go of my show. Mm-hmm. Robert Schmeimel. Schme- Robert Schmeigel. He's not dead. Oh, I thought he... Okay, well, then this is somebody else then. Robert Schmeigel. Doggone it. I'm a, <laughs> it's a comedian. Hey, I told y'all be patient with me. I, I, uh, I'm, I, I'm just... I'm, I'm sitting here. Doggone. Our patience is at an all-time high. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were warned. We're good. You were. Hold on. I swear I thought that. Schmeigel. Yeah, Robert Schmeigel. Oh, he's a comedian. Robert Schmeigel is probably the greatest writer on this, at least in the top three well, SNL man. writers ever. Doggone it. He wrote The Bulls, The Bears, all nah, the TV Nah, this funny. isn't the same guy. Doggone it. Well, who is it? Uh, Robert George S-C-H-I-M-M-E-L. Schimmel. Schimmel. He's, well, he Schimmel? was Schimmel, maybe stand-up comic. Yeah, Robert Schimmel. It says was an American stand-up comic who was known for his blue comedy. While the extremely profane nature nature of his act limited his commercial appeal, he had a reputation as a comics comic due to his relentless touring, comedy albums, and frequent appearances on HBO and the Howard Stern Show. Yeah, he got cancer like nine different times and divorced his wife and started dating his daughter's best friend. A lot of drama in the man's life. Well, he said Lenny Bruce was his all-time hero. Yeah. Which makes sense. Bob Schimmel was on Howard Stern all the time. Well, okay. Robert Schimmel. I thought Just I was as many people know him as they know Robert Schmeigel. Okay. Well, I'm not familiar with him. And I, are you? Well, you're Jonathan? a putz. No. Okay. Well, this is your chance to uh, complete this perfect game here because, uh, doggone it, I, he died in his, 2010. You would both love his stand-up. Okay. Well, I, I mean, need really. to check it out. Well, he died in 2010. Yeah. So he's been dead for 14 years. But how old would Robert Schimmel? Rob, Bob Schimmel. Was Bob his, Schimmel. Yeah. How old would he be if he were still alive today, Jonathan Parrott Dawson? 70. You say 70. Jonathan Massey, your, your turn to guess because you, you're like me. You have no idea, do you? Deer in the headlights. <laughs> uh, 71. Ah, oh, there goes your perfect game, man. Uh, he was born uh, January the 16th in the year of our Lord, 1950. So he's 70. He <laughs> would be 74 today. Okay. Yeah, you still win four to one, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the win. You lead four days to two. Hey, some local birthdays here uh, that I would like to honor. Uh, Arundel Parrot Academy head of school, David Moody. Good dude. Very good dude. Uh, one of our first sponsors of the uh, – one of our day one sponsors of the Brian Hanks Show. Appreciate ah. you, Mr. Moody. Thank yep. you so much. Uh, Judy Ellis, the long-suffering wife of Bill Ellis. Today is her birthday. I know a you know saint Judy. of a woman. She is absolutely, he's not joking. Here's what I love about Judy, and I know we're long. I need to cut this but uh, or cut short, but I got to say this, uh, Jonathan, I think you'll agree with me. What other woman has put up with more a man working 18 hours and being away from home and all that than Judy Ellis? I mean, she is, she's just, she is an amazing woman, isn't she? Well, at least yeah. time for microdosing. <laughs> yeah. so, somehow... Without being a military spouse, she's a military spouse because he keeps a schedule that would uh, that would make a common man pass out. There you go. Well, at least she's got beautiful grandchildren now. Uh, what, three or four of them, I think. At least three that Kyle has. Uh, 
that uh, she takes care of them all the time. So I know she's happy about that. Do you remember Jason Spencer that worked with us at the free? That's before your time. Good dude, man. He was uh, a reporter for the free press. One of the best reporters that came through in the time I was there. Tony Castleberry. Happy birthday to you, Tony, uh, from the Greenville. Uh, what's her newspaper called? The, the Daily Regurgitator? Yeah, something like that. But he used to be with I don't think he's with them anymore. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was. He was a sports writer with them. Very, very funny guy. And then uh, former East Duplin coach Brian Aldridge. Amazing guy. Big uh, Down East Wood Ducks fan, too. But today is his birthday. Thank the world of that guy. Happy birthday, Coach Aldridge. To you, Tony Castleberry, Jason Spencer, Judy Ellis, uh, Mr. Moody over at uh, Arendelle Parrot Academy. And if today is your birthday, like all of those legends, have a great birthday. We will see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Technology Service Provider. <laughs> Damn it.